Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It is December 25th, Christmas Day, Friday Night Smackdown. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Matt Morgan. And, uh, you know, I was going to start the night, Matt, quoting a little of uh, Run DMC's Christmas in Hollis. And uh, wait, you don't remember Christmas in Hollis? Really? No, I swear to God, I had their tapes. Wow. Uh, and I, so then you are of no help to me because at the end, I was like, I was trying to figure out the lyric, and the internet is split on this as happy well. Christmas and a happy new year. Yeah. That's how he ends it, right? That is, that is how it ends. Oh, God, you know. But, uh, but uh, the end, and I've seen this genius says something different. But uh, rhyme so loud and proud, you hear it. It's Christmas time, and we got the spirit. Jack Frost chilling. The hawk is out. That is always what I've heard. But genius says the orchid's out, saying that's like a Chicago or a Midwestern thing. And I'm like, I always thought it was the hawk is out, and that's what Christmas is all about. But anyhow, the time is now. The place is here, and the whole wide world is filled with cheer. Well, question optimism, perhaps. What would be the hawk? I don't know what the hawk. I almost tweeted at DMC. I like to abuse yeah. my ver my verified status on Twitter <laughs> by getting other people with a blue check mark to reply to me and my stupid questions. It, it, dude, I fall for it sometimes, but now, dude, I go and I check their stuff out. If I see like three thousand <laughs> followers with a blue check mark, I ain't getting back to you because you <laughs> gimmick. You not you, you not you specifically, but others they gimmicked it somehow. I don't know how they got their blue check mark. This podcast is how I got my. I got my blue check mark from this podcast. Before, and Raj couldn't get a blue check mark. I got a blue check mark from this because podcast. you have a zillion fans. These fans love you. I've got like six thousand followers. That's really nothing. Not but you. You're like a six figure club. All at once, though, probably like bum rushed whoever the verification people are. So you need to freaking verify this guy. And specifically, do not verify Raj Gary. Yes. They were <laughs> like, he has things he wants to tweet at Vanilla Ice and he expects a response. <laughs> do you think they'll get back to you, DMC? You should ask that. I, mean, I should ask that because I am now very, very curious about yeah. this. Vanilla Ice followed me after I was what? in uh, I was in your neck of the woods. Uh, well, a little south of you. I was there for my grandfather's funeral. Right. And uh, I was driving around and I was like, oh my God, A1A, Beachfront Avenue. And I took a photo <laughs> and I tagged Vanilla Ice and he followed me. I was like, that's nice. That's awesome. Yes. Well, I like I like when you're driving around and you recognize places from uh, hip hop lyrics. That yeah. always always kind of gives me a little kick. It's like oh, I'm, it's like it's like uh, it's like driving around. And you see like oh, it's the Cheers bar, or the Brady Bunch house. You know, it doesn't it's, happen every day. Not every day, exactly, exactly. Harrell Williams says the hawk is out. That means it's cold outside. I, uh, oh, I heard as much. I never would have guessed that. I mean, it's context, right? Yeah. No, I wouldn't have gotten that. Good yeah. job. Yes. Uh, Anthony Wise and Glenn and Matt working while Raj McDuck swimming in his Super Chat dollar. <laughs> He's backstroking through that shit. Yep. <sighs> Man. But uh, fun, <laughs> fun uh, SmackDown tonight. I mean, yeah. We got a title change, right? We got a little bit of odds and ends going on on, on a Christmas day, you know? Yes. Yes. 
Uh, so we knew this was going to happen tonight. We knew that Big E was going to become the new Intercontinental Champion. Definitely. I, I mean, yes. they telegraphed that as much as they should have just advertised. Tune in tonight to see Big E become the Intercontinental Champion. And sometimes, like I told you guys, sometimes it's okay to be predictable in wrestling. Sometimes. Hulk Hogan, you knew what he was going to do every single match. You paid to actually see it. Yeah. Like, I would have paid to see, you know, Big E win his title, win a title. We're rooting for him. We're cheering for him. We still feel like this is like a step behind of where he should be by now. Like, he should be in the mention of the champion, heavyweight championship contendership matches. Yeah. But I see why they're not, though. Only because Roman's on this show. Yeah, you if can. This was, if this was Drew... I'd be like, I'm oh, sorry. Right. I like you, Drew. I want Big E as my champ over you, brother. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Best in the Smokers World says, look at the bright side. It sucks you have to work tonight, but at least your boss isn't taking away your first names. So there's that. <laughs> Thinker. Explain this. Oh, no, no. All the all the wrestlers that uh, have just become like their last oh, name. Oh, like Matt losing. Okay. And be yeah. Riddle. Okay. Just riddle. Sorry. I don't know. Roger's got us streaming on Twitch now before we could get on our own Twitch Twitch channels ourselves. We knocked <laughs> that down. Uh, Jackson Catlin saying, sucks how much this title faded from back when it was special 25 years ago. See, I feel like the Intercontinental Championship has had a renaissance uh, the last with, five or so years. With a, with, with a couple of guys, with a few guys, right? Yeah. Miz put some shine on it a while back. Not recently, but a while back. Who else did we think put some shine on that, right? We think Sammy, I thought, if they would have given him more TV time. Yeah. Um, who else would we say? Hmm. I mean, Shinsuke, it seemed like that was a no. consolation prize. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. That wasn't an important title. Yeah, Daniel Bryan. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Uh, AJ for a minute. Yeah. I think. Yeah, even Dean Ambrose when he had it, I thought was good. Yeah. You know, hopefully they get it back there. Uh, you know, I, that was only one of my favorite titles. Uh, Marcus Thomas, $2 wants to know, Glenn, can we review Cobra Kai season three instead of raw? Uh, you saw that's coming out New Year's Day. They bumped up the release on Netflix. When was it going to be? It was going to be the eighth and it's going to come out uh, at uh, uh, midnight Pacific time. So 3 a.m. your time, New Year's Eve. <laughs> I'm watching it. Yes, although, you know what? We binged uh, the last two days, Matt. I know you refused to watch it, uh, just in principle. But after people talking in the chat room, made it a priority to watch The Mandalorian season to see Sasha Banks. Uh, And and she does DDT Boba Fett. Spoiler alert. Was she just in one episode or the whole season? No, she's in like three episodes. That's awesome. Is she in uh, Sasha Banks? No, she's uh, as uh, Mercedes. She's uh, credited by her uh, real name. No mention of Sasha Banks at all. Look, what's her character's name? Uh, That was a good question. Uh, what is her character's name? Is she like an alien robot? What is she? No, she is a well, she is kind of a Mandalorian or perhaps a adjacent Mandalorian. Uh, Koska Reeves is the name of her character who is listed as a Mandalorian. So, uh, I'm not the biggest Star Wars nerd, believe it or not, but uh, with Mandalore, the the and the armor that comes from you know Boba Fett in the in the uh movies isn't actually a mandalorian like his father somehow had the armor and they passed it down to his son there's like a whole thing of rules there's like a whole warring tribes sort can of situation I, there yeah, yeah can i ask a question yeah uh, really quick about this in general yeah i watched the early star wars right sure i love boba fett that was you know another cool character right but 
he wasn't a main eventer. Well, he no, but he, he was a cool character when we were a kid, though, because we didn't know anything about him. He was a mystery. We this is true. His figure I always thought was really cool. That's true. Yeah. Um, but like, do you know what I mean? To have your own series and this huge epic story told about your back, like. Well, it's not about him, actually. So it's about a different bounty hunter. But spoiler, Boba Fett is in this season. Uh, we learn oh, what happened cool. to him after Return of the Jedi. Um, but but that's and I'm telling you, like, maybe this is a little prisoner of the moment, Matt, because so uh -huh. much is going on right now. But I do think that in terms of telling a deep story over two seasons, this is the best Star Wars thing after the original trilogy. Like, this is better than the prequels, it's better than the new movies. It's even, and I loved Rogue One, the one about stealing the plans for the Death Star. Uh, this is probably the second best Star Wars thing I've ever seen. Uh, and people know the hype. They've seen Baby Yoda. He's adorable. Um, but no, this is just a really good story. Gina Carano is in it. Uh, Bill Burr huh. is in it. Like, wow. it's... Like said, some of the uh, some of the episodes have that kind of heist movie feel, kind of dirty dozen. Like you know, it's a little bit western. Also, I really liked it. But Sasha Banks, good on her. I mean, this is this is she had more to do in this than Roman did in Hobbs and Shaw. Good. Hope yeah. something's able to come of this outside of wrestling. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you know, I don't know if you heard this map, but the way John Favreau, who uh, wrote and directed this, found yeah, her wasn't WWE. It was on Hot Ones. I heard. <laughs> <laughs> so take that and your cultural impact, Vince McMahon. Seriously. Yeah. Uh, Krana Shah, $5 saying, Merry Christmas, guys. Merry Christmas. the highest paid, most decorated superstar in the business. You don't need participation awards. Just attributing that to Roman, uh, I guess, in response to the Slammies. So there I, you go. I agree with him. And he's one who received one when he wasn't the champion, as I recall, as a participation trophy, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, because they they weren't ready to put the title on him at the time. I remember. Yeah, but he, uh, it's good comeback. So this opening match tonight with Roman versus Kevin Owens, uh, we knew where this was going. Yes, it was in a steel yes. cage. Yes, they tried really hard to yes. make it look like Owens just could have won if he could have got a little more slack and gotten out of there quickly. But we knew Roman was keeping the title, and therefore, I don't know that this needed to be the first. Uh, 30 minutes of the show, a show that started 10 minutes late due to NFL coverage running long. Uh, see, I, I think you do start it off hot. Really? Because he's he's a heavyweight champion, right? Like, how often do you see, you don't really get the chance to see it that much. Usually it's, it's when AJ was the heavyweight champion or Daniel Bryan was the heavyweight champion. It's not when it's their top, top, top person in the company who just, like Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar ain't open up SmackDown um, as champion nor with Roman Reigns. So like, I thought this was a cool way to kick it off. If you're, if you're watching the NFL, you know, wouldn't you be mildly interested if there was a steel cage match to kick off the show? No? Um, I do versus, like versus, a steel cage match, sure. Versus not giving, like, like, just normal wrestling, like if it opened up with Shinsuke Nakamura or somebody like that come out to the ring to cut a promo or something, lame. I felt like tonight was a variety show, and this is where tonight worked. I thought the women's tag match was awesome. Great seeing all that talent mix it up with uh, Charlotte and Asuka on SmackDown, and then uh, Bailey and Carmella, and Sasha and uh, Bianca. Like, really cool. Really cool stuff that they put in there. That thought was cool. Big E was given his big moment tonight. So I thought there was a lot. I mean, there, yes, in between Daniel Bryan uh, versus Jay was cool. Yeah. Uh, but we've seen that before. So I don't know. I think that um, tonight, yeah, felt a little greatest hits, a little, hey, everyone, it's Christmas. We're putting on a show. And maybe that's it. It felt um, 
and this is this is such a weird thing to say given the world that we're living in right now. Uh, it, like it felt just a little perfunctory. Like okay. I think that it's important given the times that we're in right now, anytime we could bring back the sense of normalcy and joy and celebration. And even with Christmas, I'm not the biggest Christmas guy, Matt. And I were talking about this off there. It's like my relationship with the holiday is kind of weird. Although today my father, a rabbi texting me, Merry Christmas. So it should tell you what side of my family won. Uh, but uh, no, I think that uh, the pageantry a little bit, like it could have helped. This just felt kind of like a pre-tape show. Let's put some good stuff on the air. Let's get it out there. Monday's Raw felt a little more like a quote unquote Christmas show. All right, so we have Roman Reigns. He won the steel yeah. cage match. He won the steel cage match. And then just in terms of pure content, they're going from that banger of a match into a triple threat elimination match for the women's tag team titles. Bailey and Carmella versus Bianca Belair, Sasha Banks versus Asuka and Charlotte Flair. You can't beat this. You can't top that. We knew that Charlotte and Asuka were winning, but come Still, on. Still, that was like a who's who. Yeah. Like, geez. Like, seriously. This was this was pretty sweet. Just the lineup alone was like, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. I mean, maybe it's because tonight was really centered around four big matches. Uh, any of these matches could have anchored their own. Oh, effort. yes. You know? Easily, easily. But this, what'd you think of the match? I thought it was really good. I mean, look, it's like Bianca and Sasha, there's so much money there. Bailey and Carmella, we know in real life they're best friends. Oh, um, I did not know that. Bailey yeah. and Carmella? Yeah, Bailey. Well, at least going back. Sasha was my bad. Yeah, Bailey and Carmella. Well, going back to like four years ago, what was it? uh, Breaking Ground when they were on that WWE. I believe they talked about that quite a bit. Interesting. Maybe it's right along. I don't know why I know that. No, that's good information. But don't you think it's weird? Some of the weird backstage stuff. I mean, for you, it's a little different because you came up with some of these people. You're friends with them. You know things. But now, as a fan, I'm 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 always a fan though, regardless. And now that I haven't been wrestling, God knows how long. I don't know things like that. So like. To me, as a fan, that's interesting that those are best friends. I always thought Sasha and Bailey were. Yeah. Just as a fan. I know. It's weird. It's like, why do I know that Shania Twain and uh, Mutt Lang uh, got together uh, and then uh, their exes like ended up marrying each other? It's very weird. Why do I know this? But it, it, I think yeah, of this now every time a Shania Twain song comes on. Uh, I mean, Jasim, $5. Matt, your response to that should have been, that don't impress me much. Just put that <laughs> I, out there. I mean, just seeing five dollars saying, I love how Biggie's big journey as a single star culminated in winning the title he won seven years ago as a rookie. I know, lol. Also, Merry Christmas, lads. Uh, oh, that was at the weird thing, and we're like, This is the biggest win of his career. I'm like, It's a title he already had. He, they're all correct, and this is in that part sucks. I agree, and he's still a step behind where we all think he should be, obviously, right. I don't know if they thought Roman was going to catch fire like he did. I, I don't know. I don't know why they would put him on this roster with, you know, putting yeah. him. I would have. He's got to be going for the heavyweight championship. He just. But they've got to build him to a degree as well. Yeah, he's ready. But I'd also argue they could do a better job of building him. We need to see singles win after win after win after win for him again. That's all. Yeah. Uh, Bernie DC saying pretty ironic and cool. These uh, six were in the ring together right. once with all the intertwined matches and programs in the last couple of years, even Charlotte yeah. Bianca from NXT earlier this year. Uh, and this kind of uh, ties into, uh, let's see, sorry, I just had it, just had it there and I lost it in the scroll, man. They gotta, they gotta fix some stuff with StreamYard, man. Uh, StreamYard was saying, why weren't the Riot Squad? Uh, so someone in the chat was saying, why wasn't the Riot Squad? Now they were going, Lonza Smith, Lonzo Smith saying, why didn't 
Alonzo Smith asking why didn't Ruby and Liv get the women's tag team title match tonight? Um, it did cool. seem like again it was good on star power, but this could have given them a shot yeah. maybe to spotlight a little. To what lose? To, to to lose? Well, they would have lost, but at least to be in the match. I mean, think about this, Matt. It's the crit. Okay, put, put think think back to when you're on the roster. Think about SmackDown because when you were, how many people were on the SmackDown roster when you were on the SmackDown roster? No idea. I don't know. Okay, probably more than there are now. So let's say there were half as many people on the roster uh, when you were there. Wouldn't it feel weird if you're doing like? Uh, match and it's all like these are the top male big guy strong talent and Matt Morgan's not in the match don't you feel like hey you couldn't have found a spot for me I couldn't have just waved hi said hi mom it's Christmas something on there yeah it's always one of those deals where I'm being serious that I always think there's something more I should have done and I'd go ask the office yeah well uh, and Alonzo Smith's pointing out that at least Ruby and Liv are actually a tag team as opposed to Bianca and Sasha sure. or Bailey and Carmella. So saying they're just not thrown together. And I, I sure. agree with Alonzo. I think yeah. it, and that's that's what I like about these. Although at the end, were you ever involved? We'll talk about it, but were you ever involved in a shoulder hoisting moment, both in professional uh, wrestling or no. in your personal life? No. Never no. someone won the big football game and you all hoist him up on your shoulder saying for he's a jolly good fellow. Maybe in real sports, I'm just, I'm just not remembering it. Okay. But. It always feels a little forced. Yeah, it does. Yeah, like the forced curtain call. Um, so uh, after this match, we were into Daniel Bryan versus Jey Uso. Four matches tonight, folks. Uh, okay. What can we say, man? Daniel Bryan won this one. We know Jay uh, went over on him, I think, the yes. last time that they faced one another. Yes. This is really good. I mean, props to, to Daniel for uh, – work in such an intense program with Jay and letting Jay uh, look like a million bucks. This was an awesome match. Jay still got over on in this match. Big time. Yeah. This was a good, this, this was a very good match. Um, yeah. There's no such thing as a bad Daniel Bryan match, but um, Jay was right there with him. So, you know, what do you say? I mean, should Jay be losing matches per se? I, maybe not, but it's Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Uh, and then I thought this was interesting because, you know, they talk about Christmas creep starts earlier and earlier each year. Uh, here we are, December 25th, and Daniel Bryan, talk about Royal Rumble creep, declared himself for the 2021 Royal Rumble match. This is the first. Whoopie-doo. I know. Is that how it works? You can just declare yourself, then you're in? I, I didn't think so. I thought, like, the office has to tell you you're in. You've won X amount of matches, right? And... Therefore, you've qualified. You know what I mean? When I was there, you had to, you had to have a qualifying match, generally speaking. Yeah. And then if you won that match, it'd give extra stakes on a normal SmackDown match. I think I wrestled Orlando Jordan to qualify for my Royal Rumble spot one year. So, like, just instead of just Matt Morgan versus Orlando Jordan, at least there's a stake in that match. Which is kind of crazy, though, to think about it. Because, I mean, talk about, you know, when they do an eight-man or 16-man tournament, it feels excessive. Think about... 60 qualifying matches for a 30 man. That's too much. It's the, it's the, you have your top talents, right? Yeah. You have your undertaker, JBL, Cena, whomever, Brock Lesnar, all these people. They're definitely automatic. Number one seeds. They automatically are in that match. Yeah. It's, I would say the next, how many people are in a Royal Rumble match? 20, 30, 30, 30. So then I would say 20 of no 15 and 15. I'd say 15 of them, 10 to 15 of them have to work their way in or storyline, have 
been part of it. They earned the way in somehow. And then the other 15 are just made up in talents, essentially, so they yeah. automatically get it. But 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 this way, you know, Daniel Bryan's dream was saying, hey, I'm I'm in it. Well, then why isn't, like, the biggest scrub on the roster just saying it then? Why does he just declare it? <laughs> if it's that easy. I Well, then there's not be. that many. Are there... This is kind of a weird question. I think, uh, are there even 30 guys right now between the active Raw and SmackDown rosters? I feel like, in terms yes. of active talent, it feels the smallest it's ever been. Yeah. Like the guys we see all the time. Maybe you're right. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but then we come to uh, the main event tonight, the Lumberjack match for the Intercontinental Championship, Big E versus Sami Zayn. And wouldn't you know it, Sami Zayn kept trying to get away, but the Lumberjack. <laughs> Keep putting him back. Okay, did you ever did you ever work the outside of a lumberjack match, Matt? Yes. In high yeah. wrestling, it feels like I've been in like fifty of them as the wrestler in the lumberjack match. Yeah. But I've had a couple times when I've been on the outside too. Yeah. Um, you just know, like when you go over the match beforehand, and you'll have you'll go over it with your opponent, and then uh, the office will have, will have a couple spots in there. But like the two talents will talk to each other and say, "All right, now I'm, I'm going to shit can you out of the out of the ring. I'm going to make sure the heels get on you on the outside, start beating you down a little bit, let them get some heat on you, then throw you back in. Um, then your job is to go talk to all those other heels and say, "Hey, at this part of the match, I'm going to get shit. On my second time being shit canned out of the ring, you guys are going to put the boots to me for about a minute and then throw me back in. Um, like it's very very simple." I mean, I feel like they only do a couple of these a year, yet it also feels like a very overdone gimmick match. Um, but that being <laughs> said, the match itself I thought was great. Uh, Sammy still just continues to peak in terms of where he's at in his career. I think with the size uh, discrepancy uh, and the different styles, him and Biggie put on a really good match. Yeah. Um, he's and, good. I, and I don't know that this hurts Sammy. No. God, no. No, no. Yeah. He you is that... Yeah. He's got the Chris Jericho heat to him that I always title this with because he's one of the first ones I've seen be able to do this. And that is he can lose every freaking match in a row. Yeah. As long as you give him a microphone a week later, don't matter. He gets it back like that. He's so good at what he does. He yeah. really is. He's so annoying. He is the so annoying <laughs> that you want to backhand him right across his mouth. Just shut him up. Like, yeah. I love him. I love him. I love his persona, and I love how comfortable he is with just being a jerk. Something to be mm -hmm. said for it. He does a good job with it. No, he's exceptionally good at what he does. Uh, so while Biggie was being hoisted on the shoulders, uh, Sammy looking uh, just dejected, defeated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. Sitting up against the barrier. He's doing everything. He's shaking his fist going, oh, I'll get you, Biggie. Yes. Um, He'll get his heat back, guaranteed. We did have some uh, pyro and confetti. So, I mean, good for Big yeah. E. This, you know, it was a feel-good moment so for this, him. This is what it says to me more, though, you guys. I know everyone's yeah. like, and I'm with you guys in the chat, and, and Glenn said this, too, that this has been done before, right? This is yeah. like rookie. This is rookie monster, Big E Langston. Yes, this is true. He's already done this. But to me, this signifies what we've all been waiting for, which is for them to start this rocket on him. That's for, that's what my hope is here, at least. I'm afraid it might be more of a hoverboard than a rocket, uh, with Roman at the top of the. Yeah, uh, this, what I mean by rocket is just feeding people. He yeah. does not lose another match from now for six months. Yeah, there's no reason for it. 
I mean, him versus Roman would be fantastic. But yeah, if they, could do, the, if they could do the Rock versus Roman, though, they they have to do that. They do, but if they could build Biggie, yeah, no, I nothing but wins from now till then. Why can't they? Why can't he work Roman for the for heavyweight championship on uh, WrestleMania? Yeah, I'm serious. I think he is that good. Uh, Joey Dorgen saying, I thought this was the best SmackDown of the year, and it felt like a house show. It did feel like a house show. I was trying to put my finger on it. Like, it was, uh, it was very fun, very light, predictable outcomes, feel-good moments. Got to see all the talent. Well, Joe, one, one, one thing to point out for house shows, though, for everybody watching in the chat, and the guy who said that, house shows are longer matches, you need to remember. And two, yeah. you guys hate rest holds? Go to a house show. It's true. We work for two to three uh, uh, holds per match, generally speaking, on house shows to kill the 20 minutes that we got to pull. In a match that we normally are doing like five, six minutes on TV with in the TV storyline match, you know, but then you're married to that person on the road on house shows and they're asking you to stretch like 22 minutes. Like, <sighs> all right, so listen, I get on the raffle, like, you ring that bell, like, oh, you got to get in the ring first. All right, fine, I'll step over the top rope, ring the bell. And then when my then I'm gonna get out and I'm just gonna stall time. Walk around the ring. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know the show. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it's weird. Like my wife and I, we like going to house. Like we much rather go to a house show over TV. But I'll tell you at a house show, like because we like to sit on the ramp. It's exciting cool. when everyone comes out. You have the entrance. It's exciting when it goes out of the ring. Yeah. It's more personal feel to it, and you get a better chance. I think. Guys, with TNA, you got to give them credit on this. Their house shows were freaking awesome. They were so good on autographs. I thought yeah. they bastardized it a little bit, and we didn't feel like stars as much because you could see us 55,000 yeah. times within that one house show. Like, yeah. hey, meet Matt Morgan. Wait, you already got his autograph before the show? It doesn't matter. You can meet him at intermission, too. Meet Matt Morgan after the show. If you want yeah. an in-ring photo, meet Matt Morgan in the outhouse but on your way to your car in the parking lot. It's like... <laughs> They overdid it, but by the same token, the fans I do know had a good time with it because you can come out of there for spending like 25, 30 bucks and pretty much get almost the entire roster's autograph, um, amongst other like DVDs that you probably don't watch, um, <laughs> and some other stuff. I thought they did a good job with it, but no, I'm gonna tell you that the biggest hack, uh, that I found for WWE house shows, no. uh, is and all wrestling in general, if yeah. you want to have a really, really fun experience, interact with the wrestlers a lot, sit in the we're on the ramp. There's like three sections on the ramp there's the front section, which is insanely expensive, that's the one that like gets you right at the corner. Right. There's the second section, which is like row two to row six. Uh -huh. But then if you're in row seven or eight back uh -huh. there, you're paying half price uh -huh. for your ticket. But you're right there on the ramp. You get the entrances. You get the exits. You get when someone gets tossed out of the ring. You get the interaction. Like, it's a much different experience. It's the only way I'll go to a wrestling event. Um, but you're right, though, because uh, in between the entrances and those spots, there is a lot of like, well, okay, I guess I'm going to sit here and I'll. I'll mess around with taking photos on my phone and see if I can right. affect my technique a little bit because uh, there are boring ass stretches during house show matches. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But it's always that. It's always the heel's going to walk around the ring. Uh, the the fake uh, the 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 false finish with the one two three teaching the ref how to count. It's like mm -hmm. the greatest hits yes. of, uh, of house shows. I don't know how you dealt with that grind. Was it just, was it weird? Cause if you're in like a band, right? Like you get to go, you get to play your, your set each night. You have, uh, you know, the peaks, the valleys, but there's a lot of energy. 
But with all you're talking about with the rest holds with the with the theater, the theatrics yeah. of it, like how was that process? Like what did you like about it? What didn't you like about it? What was exciting? What was boring? I, I liked about because that's usually where I did my most improvement. Yeah. Um, this these were the shows that I would try new things out that I'd be too scared to try on TV. Um and try new ideas. Yeah. Especially if it's somebody I've been working for like, like Abyss, for example. Yeah. Um there was a couple different things that we used to do. We used to do this one spot, but it took me to doing it at a house show to where we started doing it, which I'd put it, um, I'd go to put the chair in the, I was the heel, he's the baby face. And I'd go to put the steel chair in the corner underneath the tur- the, the top turnbuckle and the second turnbuckle. Yeah. And I'd always go to uh, uh, shoot him in, right? And then he would reverse me. And sure enough, that means I'm, Matt Morgan's going to eat his own chair that he put there, right? Nope. I would do an up and over and it would look like abyss would come flying back in and like, like he was going to spear me through it, but he would catch himself. We would build an entire match around that chair in the corner. We would give 12 minutes worth of just this ridiculous long elongated spot. Yeah. Uh, and kept teasing that chair. Keep coming back to that chair. Keep coming back to that chair. So it was little cool things like that. And we ended up putting that in a pay-per-view spot. Oh, nice. Um, but for me, I got a lot better in WWE house shows. That's definitely my fastest crash course test in learning was uh, being able to like uh, be on the apron, uh, tag team in like six man tags with like Brock Lesnar and people like mm-hmm. that. And I learned a lot that way. Cause you could talk to each other out there. You don't have to worry about the mic catching you guys talk to each other out there so much. So yeah. literally Brock would like yell things to me mm. right out there in front of the fans because it made sense. I'm a rookie. He's a heavyweight champion. Yeah. He should make it look like he's kind of coaching me in a way, right? It makes yeah, sense. Yeah. So, like, he, he did things like that, and I learned a lot. Um, but you can communicate a lot easier with each other out there. And you see what works. If fans are biting on it, then you go into that hole that I know fans that don't like, but that's a good opportunity for me to talk to my opponent. Like, okay, that shit we just did, yeah, it didn't work. So yeah. we want, what do you want to try now? And um, nowadays, though, fans have it better on how shows as far as the entertainment in the ring goes because mm. now – they're memorized all these wrestling matches you all see nowadays all these spots are now memorized when i was wrestling you memorized the bigger high spots but the in-between shit we would not do we would not know until we were out there to figure out what was going to work and what wasn't if it was a cold crowd and it's on a house show then there's certain things that we wouldn't do yeah Um, not not being lazy but because we got quite the contrary i mean we got to work harder because they're cold to get them hot yeah. And so we couldn't do what we would memorize and plan. We got to change it on the fly. And um, so therefore, house shows, I, I like them better because you can improve more, especially as a younger talent. Yeah, it's more of a workshop, a work in progress. Yeah. And and then my favorite part was always going back to the car and uh, having a chance to maybe meet, meet fans, you know? Yeah. No, it's very cool. Uh, Zook Enigma 499 saying Biggie would have to lose the Intercontinental title to face Roman unless they do a super match with the IC title versus the world title Mania if Biggie is built correctly. Okay. Yeah. I hurt my feelings. Who cares? Fine. I mean, with the Intercontinental title, I think Sammy uh, has done a good job of making it mean something, uh, it, but kind of more storyline. Uh, but I think with Biggie, like, you're right. Not- they could just make him like a he- dominant champion. Yes, absolutely, and plus they can get all the way there because he'll look good in his he'll look in this he'll look good in his graphics and things like that as the champion. Think Warrior versus Hogan, if you will, oh. um, champion versus champion, 
super hot now. Big E going into WrestleMania. Fingers crossed they don't mess this up, right? Yeah. And there's no there's nothing wrong with him. If he wins, then he just, you know, he decides to vanquish the Intercontinental Championship because he thinks that that's the next, that's the stepping stone championship to become heavyweight champion, which is what it used to be. Yeah. They used to, they used to literally say that. When Superfly Snuka had the Intercontinental Championship, I'll never forget uh, Gorilla Monsoon saying that, actually. Yeah. You know? It's weird, though, because it's, it's hard that anyone could look at Big E and think that. Like, he doesn't need a stepping stone. That guy's looked like a world champ from Duh. day one. Yeah. But what it does is it tells us fans that versus him playing grab ass backstage, mm. playing puzzle piece games. I don't want to see that crap. I don't want to see Biggie rocking a cardigan backstage playing sorry. I do have to see that. Connect Four. At a house show, uh, he was wrestling a makeshift. Uh, New Day was wrestling a makeshift three-man team. And uh, watching Biggie dance seductively to Mike uh, Kanellis's, uh This is the Greatest Music uh, <laughs> while Mike did his entrance was one of my favorite house show moments. So Biggie is quite funny. Very, he very is. funny. He is, but now it's, tar- it's, it's time they put the mean streak back in him. There's yeah. Nothing, there's nothing he can't play now. There's nothing. When everyone's saying, oh, why are they making him do all silly, stupid stuff? Remember what I told you guys? I go, because there's something to this to be able to play something you're uncomfortable playing. So when it comes time to give, when they give you that ball back again and they put you back in a main event situation, God willing, you're more than ready. There's nothing that you can't do as champion. When you're champion, you're supposed to be carrying that company, meaning you draw all those house shows. It's you as champion that draws those shows, generally speaking. So you need to be able to be able to do everything is usually the thought behind it. Big E, please somebody explain to me his weakness because he doesn't have one. No, I get it. And I'm trying to think, it's been a while since we had like a big, uh, the, the the main champ be someone that wasn't like serious. I mean, even with The Fiend, right? It was still like, that was a hardcore gimmick. Yes, right. you had Bray in the Funhouse. But I'm trying to think when the last time there was like kind of comedy at the, the top of the card. He ain't going to be comedy. When no, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Uh, like yeah. they kind of remove those layers, you know? Definitely, because we know they're there, right? Yeah. We, he can be entertaining and funny and ha-ha when it needs to be, and he can still sneak that stuff in. But he needs they need to make him into a killer, not a yeah. jerk, but but just a monster, you know yeah. what I mean? That he is. He's a, he's a world-class athlete. Well, I mean, that's where Drew in that stupid 2020 sketch with Drew cutting the promo on 2020, it was just kind of like, dude, you're, you're the champion. Like someone should have said this, this is a Dolph Ziggler spot. If I've ever seen one, um, like, this is why we keep the Miz around. Yeah. Like, right. No, you're right. Why is Drew like Seamus would have been perfect for that. Why is your champ out there doing this? Yes. No, you're wrestling right. a CGI 2020 monster. Uh, Antoine fair, $5. Saying, guys, Biggie, if he gets a shot, won't be till next year. SummerSlam. I think they're set through Mania. I don't know, but I'm sure they're booked till Mania. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Deadpool Party uh, confirming earlier. Uh, wow, really wrapping it all around, saying the Hawk is out means it's cold AF. Yeah. See, different it's regional cool. slang. I learn things. Um, yes, everyone, the 2020 thing, Mr. Pill. Jesus Christ, the 2020 thing. It's really bad. Uh, anyhow, uh, I think that's all we got tonight, Matt. It's, it's, yeah, it was a short, it was a short, short matches. show. Yep. But hey, uh, appreciate everyone tuning out tonight. This is like the hardcore fans, the faithful. Yeah. We're going to be back here Monday, probably to talk about the least watched episode of the year of Monday Night Raw. 
definitely. But hey, maybe Raj will show up. <laughs> we shall see. Tune in. I had such a good time doing this with you and Alfred on Monday. That was a lot of fun. It was fun. He's pretty freaking cool, isn't he? Yeah, Alfred's great. Great that was, addition. That's good chemistry, all three of us, too. So hopefully we can kick Raj out of this. I know he wants that. He <laughs> yeah, wants I'm, that. I'm zipping my lip. Seriously. <laughs> Just no more four-man shows. That I mean, like, it was great when we had Ryback on, right. but it's like when there's four of us, it's like it's no tough. one gets a chance to get their shit in. Like, it's, tough. it's just hard. I remember Justin, I felt bad. He didn't get a lot in that night, right? Yeah. It's just, well, it's just hard whenever we got four. Yeah. 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 It's like one person has to be the designated, like, just chime in or, you know. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, on that note, Matt, I'm going to let you get back to your family. Thank it's you. Christmas. I know it's late there. Uh, I'm going to go watch Christmas episodes of old sitcoms because uh, that's how we're living. And uh, get you back here Monday night on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. And a happy new year. We'll see you Monday.